Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What a great morning. What a great time of worship. I hope you enjoyed that. God is present, just like Milo said, and uh, super excited about that. I didn't know if you noticed this twin on the piano. Um, <laughs> they look amazingly alike, so that's awesome. But uh, today, yesterday was Milo's birthday. Yeah, he's 13. Yeah, I mean. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Milo. Happy birthday to you. All right. 26, 26 years old, and uh, if you guys want to just hug him, maybe give a little something in the handshake if you feel led to do so, um, bless him a little bit, that would be amazing. And so I'm so excited about this series that we started last week called Ghosted. It's not about when God ghost you and just doesn't answer your prayers. That's not what this is about. This is about the Holy Spirit. This is about who the Holy Spirit is and how he engages us in our life. And I want to tell you, here's another way to engage the Holy Spirit. On Wednesday mornings, starting this Wednesday, just for the series, um, I, will, I will be doing a little 15-minute ghosted etc. Ghosted etc. on Instagram Live. So if you want to be on Instagram at Wednesday morning at 7.30 or 7 o'clock, um, I will be there live um, just talking a little bit more about uh, what we talked about today. So it'll be a little bit etc. on uh, what we talked about today on Wednesday morning at 7. Wednesday night at 6.30, you guys are all invited to come here and just pray. Just pray and hang out with God. Okay, there'll be about a 15-minute period of time during that hour where we will pray all together. But for the other 45 minutes, it's just hanging out with Jesus, listening to worship music and having that in the background, and then just praying together, just connecting with God. That's what this whole thing is about, is becoming spiritual people, spiritual people. And if, the more we become spiritual, the more whole or complete we will experience life. Because we were intended not just to have our bodies engaged and our intellect engaged, but also our spirits. And when, our, when all of that is connected and we're connected with the Holy Spirit, then life can be lived to the full. Life can be lived complete. But when it's pulled apart, we got problems. We got problems. And so we want to make sure that um, we're hanging out. So on Wednesday nights during the series at 6.30, from 6.30 to 7.30, we will be praying together, hanging out, just enjoying, connecting with God, being spiritual people. And uh, it's going to be a great time. So I'm looking forward to that. The main thought of this entire series is simply this. The goal of the series is to understand who the person of the Holy Spirit is, how he relates to us, how he affects change in our lives, and, how he, and what he does to empower and equip us for his work. So that's the whole purpose of this series, is to understand who the Holy Spirit is. Last week we talked about who the Holy Spirit is, and we said he's a person with a mind, will, and emotions. He's not an it. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's, he, he's a person. The, he's eternal, and that means he's all God. 
He's, he's God in the spirit. And uh, he's omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. In other words, he knows you. He's with you. He sees what you're doing. <clears throat> and all that kind of stuff that we believe Santa Claus does. Okay? But he's much more better. He's much more better. He's much more powerful at it. And uh, we, know, we learn the names of, this, of the Spirit. Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ, Spirit of truth. Advocate, comforter, helper, helper. He's all of that for us. And he lives in us. That was the powerful part of last week. If you didn't get it, I'd encourage you to go online and watch it. Get it on your app, wherever you choose to watch uh, last week's message. But I encourage you to take a look at it. And so the, the important part of this is that we can have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's the intent. That's the power of understanding the Holy Spirit is that we can have a, a relationship with him. And I mentioned a question that one of the professors uh, of, of a Bible class asked. And he asked his students this question. Would you rather have Jesus here in person or his spirit living in you? And if we selfishly said, you know, I, I would selfishly say I would love for him to be here. I'd love for Jesus to be up here talking. Trust me, if he were here, I wouldn't be here talking. And, and we would, the problem is, is that he would be here physically, and that's a limitation. He chose, at, when he came to this earth, to limit himself to an earthly body. And as a result, he couldn't get everywhere. The only way that we can get everywhere, the only way we can get into your neighborhood, your workplace, your life, or this, this world, is to spread it out and put it put his presence in all of us. And so the power of the Holy Spirit is, is realizing that he lives in us and his spirit today exists in us and that is for the purpose of spreading it out to, to give us the responsibility of reaching this world for Christ. Just like he had. It's a really, really powerful truth. And so he is in us. Now what we need to understand this week is the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. We understand he's a person. We understand that he lives in us. And we all, hopefully we have an idea, at least a little bit, that he not only lives in us, but he gives us a strength or a power to what I will call light and fight. He gives us a power to light and fight. In, <clears throat> in Acts chapter 2 verse 17 it says this, In the last days God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Okay, just repeat that little highlighted, underlined version with me. I will pour out my spirit on all people. That's you. That's me. That's you. That's me. That's everybody. Okay? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, <clears throat> I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So the, the cool thing about that particular statement on the end, even my servants, on my servants, servants were considered nothing. They were considered chattel or property in those days. And what, the, what God is saying, what Jesus is saying, is I'm pouring out my spirit on all flesh. That means that if you're a servant, you're a person. This statement validated servants in the old days, in, in the Bible days, who were considered property rather than people. And so God elevated every human being to have the capacity to have the Holy Spirit poured on them. This is really, really powerful. That's amazing. What I love about this passage is that it says, I will pour out my spirit and 
everybody's going to experience me and see what I see. Do you hear that? They will prophesy, which means they're going to speak truth. They will see visions. They will dream dreams. They're going, everybody's going to experience a real, how real God is when the Spirit is poured out on them. That's why we have to be a church that is a spiritual church, not a church that is just, uh, we're doing some religious stuff. We can all do religious stuff. Uh, you, you brush your teeth in the morning, hopefully religiously. Okay? You shower most often. <laughs> most everybody. You know, those, those are things that we do religiously. There's all kinds of religiously things that we can do. But to be spiritual is a completely different level of life. It's a completely different experience that God intends us all to have. And so in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, he says, I baptize you with water. This is John the Baptist speaking. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you. So he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. And this baptism simply means immerse us in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going to come all over us. In the Old Testament, they used to pour oil over someone who's being anointed. And that oil would represent the Holy Spirit. And really, when it was really good, it was pouring over the entire person. And, and the oil would just cover their bodies. And uh, that's what is happening when the Holy Spirit baptizes us. When we baptize people in water, we immerse them. We put them completely under, which is a fun experience when people resist going all the way under. As a pastor, there's a couple times, even last time we baptized somebody, he was a little bit resistant and I just went, <laughs> you know, your head isn't wet yet. <laughs> Wait, there's still a hair dry. Let's get, you know. And uh, if you pay me enough, I'll hold somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Just joking. But that immersion is what the Holy Spirit does in us. He fills, he baptizes us. He comes completely over us. And the whole point of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that he is all consuming. He takes over. He's part of us in, in all of our life, not just part of our life. Some people have a Sunday faith. Or you come to church and you live on Sunday, but on Monday everything changes. You go back to the, what, what some people call the natural or what the, the Bible calls the flesh. You go back to living a life other than Christian life. The intent is not for that to happen. We live for God every single moment of every single day and because he's immersed us in his spirit. And when that happens... Wow, things change radically. And so he, ba he will baptize you. He will immerse you with the Holy Spirit and fire. There's two perspectives that theologians have on the, the word fire. And one is that it's either a purification process or it's a punishment. After this passage of scripture, he, he seems to lead towards punishment. That our sin will be burnt as chaff. It could be meaning that we're being purified. It could, be, it could mean that we're being punished. I'm not going to land on either one other than I, un, I understand that when, when God comes in, he wants to purify our lives. That's where I'd lean in this passage. He wants to purify us. So when the Holy Spirit, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, no longer can sin and holiness coexist. 
And so the Holy Spirit, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, he purifies us, which is powerful. And so the whole idea of engaging the Holy Spirit or being baptized in the Holy Spirit is to allow him to immerse our lives in him and then our lives are fully given to everything he wants in our lives, which I think is amazing. It's, it's a crazy way to live. And I'll explain that in just a few moments. There's something said about the Holy Spirit that I think we just have to land on, and, and we've already touched on it a tiny bit, where there's a promise made. And it's Acts chapter 1, verse 11. So we understand he wants to baptize us. We understand that in, in the New Testament, he predicted that he would baptize us with the Holy Spirit. In fact, when he talked to his disciples towards the end of his life, he said, I will come, I will send an advocate to you. We talked about that last, last week where he was going to send us the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, it goes like this. In my former book, Theophilus, the, the author of the book of Acts is, is a guy named Luke. He's actually a doctor. And he's writing to this guy named Theophilus. He says, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. This was after Jesus resurrected. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. So, so Jesus, after he was resurrected, walked around the, the, the earth for 40 days. And he's talking to his disciples. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, which just says that he was a physical body, he was eating Mexican food, and he was getting ready to go to heaven. Okay? On one, on one occasion, he was eating with them, and he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised. This was the gift he talked about earlier, the Holy Spirit, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will be immersed with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? This is what the, 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 the guys were hoping that he was going to take over uh, the Romans and now rule over Israel. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the date the Father has set by his own authority. So someday he is going to rule over Israel. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Really powerful. But this one thing he says I think is where we need to land today is but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. This whole idea of power is amazing. But we have to understand what this power is for, not just that he's going to give us power, because most of us, if we have power, we like it. I like power. I like to be in control. I like to have the, the, all, the, all the, the, the authority that comes with power. I like all that stuff. And, and in my person, my, my flesh, I could, I could really go crazy with power. That's not the intent of power. The, the intent of power are for two things, to light and to flight. And I'll talk about those things and what they mean in just a moment. But this idea of power is the ability to do anything that God gives us to do. Because what he's going to give us to do is not within our own capacity to do. 
When we try and do God's thing in our own selves, we just mess it up. And it looks powerless. It really looks ineffective. It doesn't look powerful. It doesn't have a a life change. Um, But as soon as we put our faith and we have this immersion that happens in power, then life change happens. Life change really occurs when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on us. In fact, I like this definition of one author. He says, the power is the evidence of God's presence and the difference between us and all others who do not walk in the Spirit with Jesus. Listen to this again because it's so important. The power is the evidence of God's presence and the difference between us and all others who do not walk in the Spirit with Jesus. The Holy Spirit is what makes it all different. It's what makes everything, what sets us apart from those that do not have Jesus in their lives and do not have the Holy Spirit in their hearts. It's the difference. You're saying my life is pretty much the same than when I, 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 I started thinking about Jesus and I started engaging. There's a power that needs to be acknowledged in our lives when the Holy Spirit comes on us and it changes everything. It gives us the strength to light up the world and fight the enemy. To light and fight. The, pow- the spirit power with which we live is the difference. There's a thing in, in, in business called differentiation. And uh, it's, the, it's the same thing between uh, uh, <clears throat> Burger King and McDonald's. And if you've been around a while, you know I, have, I, I had a Burger King day one day. And it was a really bad day, okay? The difference between the two is how they choose to make their hamburgers, okay? McDonald's chooses to make their hamburgers a week in advance. Burger King chooses to make them as, you, as they're ordered. I'm just joking, and I apologize if you work at McDonald's, okay? I'm not trying to slam McDonald's, okay? But there's a differentiation between the two. There's something that makes them different, and uh, their fries make them different, okay? I would, no, I won't say it. um, There's another thing that makes them different, but I won't say it. Um, Differentiation is what separates things from each other that might be similar but separates them what differentiates us as christians from those that don't have christ in their heart is the power of the holy spirit in our lives that allows us to fight off the enemy and go through things that might be as ugly as what everybody else has experienced but we come out with hope it's the power of the holy spirit we have to understand that The Holy Spirit is what completely distinguishes us from others. Moses understood this in the Old Testament. He said this in Exodus chapter 33. He said, Then Moses said to him, and he's praying to God, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? Moses understood that the only thing that makes us different is the presence of God. Is the presence of God in our lives. And today, the only way that we can fight or light up this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I love what Moses saw. He saw that there's nothing that separates us other than the presence of God. And church, I'm here to tell you today, 
If we want to see something unbelievable, if we want to see something crazy, if we want to see something that goes way beyond our imaginations, if we want to dream dreams and we want to see visions and we want to prophesy and we want to see the power of God, we have to come to this altar or any altar that you choose and say, God, I come to you and surrender to you and ask you to flood my soul with your spirit. Because when he does, then we're capable of doing something that we could never be capable of doing on our own. Spiritual people have spiritual results. Spiritual people have spiritual results. Don't ever forget that. Don't, don't think that you can, do, you can do what God wants to do without the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. As soon as you try it, and I've tried it. I've been in ministry for 35 years. There have been seasons in my, my ministry life where I've said, I got this, God. I've got experience. I know what to do. I know exactly how to, I know the word of God. He's like, well, you, you could get up there and you could make all kinds of noise, but it has no life change, no meaning, no value to lives because I'm doing it in my own strength. And there's been times where I've walked off the pulpit and gone, God, I'm so sorry. I walked into that place without your spirit. And it's meaningless. The only hope was that I read scripture because scripture has power all by itself. So the Holy Spirit is what separates us, what makes us different. And it gives us the power to do two things. The power to light up the world. Let's shine the light of Jesus. I love this. In Acts chapter 1-8 it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Then it says why. What will happen when the Holy Spirit comes on you? And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to shine the light of Jesus. That's the whole purpose. If you read in John chapter 16, and I don't have time to go there, but if you read that, it simply says that the Holy Spirit is always going to glorify Jesus or always going to make Jesus shine. He's always going to bring the focus to Jesus, not to a man, not to a woman, not to, not to a church, but to Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit is moving, Jesus is evident everywhere. And when people are moving, then just people get the attention and the traction. I like what 1 Corinthians 12 says this. It says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge. And it goes on to list the gifts. But the, the, the important part here, just for us to see, is that to each one the manifestation of the Spirit, the presence of the Spirit does the work. It makes Him known, not anybody else. If we're going to light up this world, then we have to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, which gives us the ability to shine Jesus to the world. You want to make a difference? You've, you've gotten the idea in your head, I need to invite my neighbor to, to, to church. You've gotten your idea in the head, I need to do something for uh, this needy person. You've gotten in your head that I need to do something different that's not of yourself, but something, it's an idea. It's something that pops into your head. It's the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to use you to love on somebody. And you might think, oh, if, I, if, I, if you go invite your neighbor uh, you go take cookies to your neighbor 
and you do it in the name of Jesus, and you do it in the power of the Holy Spirit, those cookies have an anointing. If they're chocolate chip or snickerdoodles. Those, those cookies have an anointing because you're doing it in the name and leading of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes the cookies and goes, man, these people love me. They don't care about the cookies. They care that you're showing love, which is Jesus coming out of you, which is someday, keep bringing them cookies until they show up to church and are 100 pounds heavy. It doesn't matter. Whatever it takes to love on people. I've told this story once before where there was this guy at our church up in Seattle. He was a guy on our parking team and he would go out and, and he would stand on the, on the entry point of the, the parking lot and he would just wave at people. And I finally said, I said, hey man, why don't you come in and be a part of something else? Nope, I'm out there. And it was snowing, it was raining, wind, it didn't matter. This guy would go out and on the, on, the, on the corner of the driveway, he was just waving at people. And I said, what is going on? He said, I am called to this spot to wave at people, but I'm not just waving. I'm praying for every person that drives in that parking lot. They, they didn't have a chance. I mean, he's praying as they walk in and he's in the power of the Holy Spirit showing up and, and doing something that... You think a wave isn't powerful, but a wave anointed by God's Spirit changes lives. And people loved him. They would talk about him. I love that guy that's standing out there. It's snowing. It's raining. He, I, ah. he didn't understand that he was going like, God, I pray that you deliver them from their sin. I pray that you just set them free. I pray that you do a work in their lives. And he's doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what happens. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. It's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit uses us, he shows himself. That's the goal. It's not to show ourselves. It's not the power of the Holy Spirit isn't for us. In fact, it says to this, now, each, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's for everybody's good. And that's what living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, having the power of the Spirit flow through us, that's what it means. So if we're going to light up this world, we have to walk in the Spirit. And when we do, everybody sees Jesus. If you walk through the book of Acts, and, and I've done this study where you see each miracle, each miracle people get saved. Why? Because they, weren't, they were amazed at what Jesus did, but they were more amazed at the Jesus that did it. And they gave their lives to Christ. That's what's so powerful. That's what's so powerful. So we, it gives, the, the power of the Holy Spirit gives us the power to light up the world. And the power of the Spirit gives us the ability to fight off the enemy. To live victoriously. Colossians 1.9 says this. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying, uh, praying for you. This is Paul talking to the church of, of Colossians or Colossae. And, and that Paul is an apostle who is a high leader in the church. And he's praying for the Colossians. And he's saying, We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So the Spirit gives us the ability to have wisdom and understanding in life so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. The Spirit gives us the ability to please the Lord. 
to, to fight off the, the enemy, to get to... We, the Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities and powers in high places. It's a spiritual war, and you don't fight spiritual war without spirit power. Flesh power does, will never win a war spiritually. We've tried it. You've tried it. We've tried with our will to say no to sin. We've tried with our will to say no to, to the enemy. But it doesn't work until we say yes to Jesus. And we allow his spirit to baptize us, cover us, fill us, empower us to fight off the enemy. And when we are able to say no to the enemy, then we're able to, to win victoriously in our spirits, in our lives. And so I want to encourage you this morning. God is doing something very unique here at Journey, and I think he's leading us down a path to see us become spiritual people with spiritual power to light up this world and fight against the enemy. And I believe that with all my heart. <clears throat> this altar, this, this place of, for communion, this place to, to write something down on a piece of paper, it look, might look a little weird or mystical, but um, really it's just saying, God, I, I give my sin to you, I give my need to you, I give whatever I want to you, and I'm just going to put it on a piece of paper, I'm going to light a candle, and I'm going to let it burn up. And the Bible says that, that on the altar, that sweet uh, smoke is like a sweet fragrance to him. It's a prayer. And he loves to listen to our prayers. And so I encourage you. This is against becoming spiritual. Connecting our spirits with God's spirit. That's what the whole goal is. And to get to know the Holy Spirit. To have a dynamic relationship with him. And I'm going to skip to the very end of our message today. And just simply say this. The desire for each of us. Is for us to experience God. In a, in a whole personal way. And that is spiritually. It's interesting. I was thinking as I was sitting there worshiping this morning how spiritual that is. It's either spiritual or karaoke. And I mean that with all my heart. You're either singing a song to the music while the words are on the screen and it means nothing to you. Like you would at a bar singing karaoke at a bar or we're singing genuine songs to God in the spirit. And it's a spiritual exercise. Because there's no physical, there's no other physical aspect to the experience, right? And so, I mean, the feeling of the music can be physical, the, the, the enjoyment can be that. But at the end of the day, we're having a spiritual experience in worship. That's what my prayer is for you. That's what my prayer is, is that we're engaging God on a spiritual level that is so powerful. And when he baptizes us and when he fills us up, we take each step each day in the power of the Holy Spirit instead of in our own strength. And when that happens, boy, life changes. When that happens, everything goes different. When you see results that happen that we could never imagine on our own. You wonder why people might be attracted to you. Why? Because not because you're so cool, but because Jesus in you is. Right? I mean, yeah, we want to be cool and we want to be attracted to people, but better yet, why don't they see Jesus in us? Better yet, when you love on them and you give them a dollar, you give them cookies or you take them to the store, or you do something and you, you begin serving the needs of others and that you, they see Jesus in you, then it changes the, the whole game. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. 
We'll talk about the gifts and we'll talk about fruit. And we'll talk about all those things in coming weeks. But the power of the Holy Spirit is for us to light up this world, to be a witness and to fight off the enemy and to do everything we can to win and live victoriously. That's what the Holy Spirit is for us. We know the Holy Spirit is a person. We are defined by his presence and we operate in his power. I hope those three things will resonate with you. We know the Holy Spirit as a person. We are defined by his presence and we operate in his power. What do we do with this message? We have to seek God. We have to seek God. In the old days, they used to say, I need to tarry before the Lord. I need to wait in God's presence. I need to hang out with him. And I need to ask him to come and pour himself into me I need to surrender everything. You can do that at this altar. You can do that in those chairs. You can do it at home. Wherever you end up doing it, don't let up until you feel that presence and power come in you. And then you begin to think and feel and see what Jesus sees. I like what uh, World Vision says that I want my heart to be broken by the things that break God's heart. As soon as we can get that, we know the Holy Spirit is working in us and tumbling over our hearts and and changing us so that we see the world like he sees it. And we do things in faith like Jesus did when he walked this planet. Why? Because he's living out of us as the Spirit empowers us. And that's what needs to happen today. We're going to end with some music. We're going to end with just spending time in God's presence And in just a few moments, we'll have our our back-to-school bash. But this morning, I want to invite you, if you want to come during this time of of, of music, this time of worship, uh, just to hang out in the presence of the Lord, just music behind us, come to this altar. Turn around in your chair. Do whatever it takes to begin to experience the presence and power of the Lord. Connect with God. Dynamic relationship with the Holy Spirit is what we're all looking for. And that's my prayer for you today, is that he would become your best friend, your personal mentor and guide and leader. And everything that you need in your life is found right here in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father God, we come to you right now. And we believe, we believe that you're doing something significant. We believe you're doing something powerful. We believe, God, that you are are opening our hearts to the spiritual relationship that we can have with you. Because once we get a, a connection with you, Holy Spirit, we can use our mind and our bodies to obey you and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and see great things done for you. I pray for the power of your Holy Spirit right now to just rest on this place. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, move in a dynamic way. Father, we we know that you desire more than anything to be uh, connected with us. And we invite you into this place right now. We invite you into this experience that we're having with you so that we can experience you in a full and powerful way, Lord. May every heart in this room desire you, hunger for you, Be willing to do whatever it takes to connect with you. Lord, we confess our sin to you right now. That that if that sin is in the way of, of, of connecting with you, Lord, we confess that we are sinners and we need your forgiveness. Lord, we repent of our sin. Not only ask for forgiveness, but we will turn away from it. We will no longer engage in it. We will walk away from it. We will tear up whatever is 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 in our way. 
from having a dynamic relationship with you. Lord, I pray that the power of your spirit move in each heart, in each life. God, have your way right now. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, transform. Holy Spirit, deliver. Holy Spirit, embolden hearts and lives. Holy Spirit, give us a a desire, a hunger to meet with you right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, move, I pray. Move, I pray. In the power and name of Jesus Christ. If you feel led to come to this altar, come to it. If you feel led to turn around in your seat, turn around. If you feel led to stand up, stand up. If you feel led just to acknowledge God right where you're sitting, just acknowledge Him. But let's let's respond to the Holy Spirit's leading and prompting right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, move in our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit, change our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Holy Spirit, move right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch hearts and lives. Heal bodies, God. Heal bodies. Restore marriages right now in Jesus' name. Meet people at their point of need, their finances, their emotional needs, and their spiritual needs, their physical needs, God, in the name of Jesus. Raise up an army of people who are willing to do whatever you lead us to do, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Maybe you're here today and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but you want one. You realize there's something missing. I've got the intellect. I've got the, 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 the physical part of life down, but I don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And you want to just give your life to him right now. The, the way you do that is just simply say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my sin. Jesus, I, I, I ask that you <clears throat> take the work you did on the cross and just cleanse me of my sin. And then secondly, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead. The Bible tells us if we make those two confessions that we will be saved. If that's you today, I want you to pray this simple prayer right after me. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I know that you died on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven. And today I accept that forgiveness. And I not only accept that forgiveness, but I will repent of my sin. I will turn away from it. And I will walk into a relationship with you. And I believe that you were raised from the dead and that today I have the promise of eternal life. And I accept that promise today in Jesus' name. And I thank you for that, God. Have your way, Father, in us. Have your way, Father, in us in the name of Jesus. May the power of your Holy Spirit flow in us. And today, God, I declare you as my Savior and my Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.